Hi, and welcome to Heart to Heart, a Kingdom Hearts podcast, where I, Austin, explain the Kingdom Hearts series to my friends. Hello, uh, I'm Cronus. I'm here to learn about Kingdom Hearts. Oh, Kingdom Hearts is now, like, Sora, good boy Sora, is now in Smash. Yay! Sora and Smash. Um, I saw the little trailer for it, and I saw Prompto in the trailer, and then I couldn't focus on anything else for the rest of the trailer. I don't think Prompto's in He was in the trailer! I saw him, though! I saw the boy for two seconds. I remember. My name's Darylise. Happy to be here. Hey, I'm Riley. Uh, ready to get down and dirty with the big KH. I don't know about dirty, but we will be getting down to some some big store story going on. Big story. I bet you there's good. I bet you it'll be down and dirty. If I know anything, which I don't, about Kingdom Hearts, it's that it's always down and dirty. I'll let you know when it happens, buddy. Stay let me tuned. Know. Let me know when it's dirty. I... Uh, but do you, <laughs> do you guys remember what happened last time? Hmm. There's been so much time and space for thoughts and feelings since last time. We went to Agrabah. Mm-hmm. We went to Halloween Town. Oh, I remember because I kept sending uh, Riley Oogie Boogie. Mm-hmm. Mm, that was last time. I think yep. I blocked that out of my fucking memory for good fucking reason. You're welcome. Cronus is bullying me. Yeah. Uh, we went yeah. to the Pride Lands. Which was lit, fam. Then we went to Twilight Town and we learned that Axel has kidnapped Kyrie. After his failed attempt on Destiny Islands, uh, he succeeded in Twilight Town. Oh, Axel. Um, and Sora, Donald, and Goofy were told that by Hainer, Pence, and Olette. And we pick up with them in the gummy ship right after that. The king, Riku, and now I've lost Kairi again, too? Don't be sad. Donald's right. You know, why, you're the key that connects everything. So it's all my fault. Gosh, I I didn't mean it like that. Just do what comes natural to you, and we're sure to find him. You said it. Thanks, guys. And then Chip and Dale pop in. Oh no, Hollow Bastion! It's all covered in darkness! You're right, Chipper! I wonder what's going on! Sora, we better hurry and check it out right away! So they rush to Hollow Bastion, and they enter the marketplace. And, you know, when we first came to Hollow Bastion, we saw a group of Heartless uh, walking around in the city. We see a larger group going around this time. And Sora says, do you think? Looks like there's more Heartless now. And then we see several Dusks floating in that same area, almost as if they're chasing these Heartless. Uh, let's go check in with everyone. I think they're at Merlin's. And on their way to Merlin's house, they see a yellow-haired man leaning against the wall next to Scrooge's ice cream shop. Oh, Cloud! And then Cloud looks over and notices them. What you doing? I'll get him. 
This time we settle it. Me and the one who embodies all the darkness in me. I thought you looked kind of different, Cloud. If I do, it's his fault. Whose? Sephiroth. Tell me if you see him. Okay, uh, what's he look like? Apparently Sora forgot that he fought Sephiroth, but whatever. Silver hair, carries a long sword. Sure, well, we'll be seeing you, Cloud. Be careful. He messes with your head. Makes you think darkness is the only way. Um, I just want to say, it wasn't Prompto, it was Cloud. And now I'm upset. I was pretty fucking sure it wasn't Prompto. Now I'm upset. Cloud needs to be removed. Oh, man. Uh, at this point, Aerith walks up and is like, is something wrong? And Cloud tries to walk away, but then turns and uh, faces her and says, it's nothing. And Aerith leans in closer and then he says, I don't want you involved. You mean you don't want me there when you go away again? I just... Listen, even if I go far away, I'll come back. Do you mean it? Yeah. See, you don't look so sure. Well, okay, I understand. Go get things settled. Huh? No matter how far away you are, once you find your light, I'm sure it'll lead you back here again, right? I suppose. So I'll stay here, and I'll cheer for you. Okay, Cloud? Okay. And Cloud walks away. I wonder if he'll be okay. He'll be fine. I'm sure there's some light in him somewhere. You're right. And then together they all make it to Merlin's house. They walk in and Sid is just typing away at the computer. Hey, fellas, you're just in time. Got some good news for you. So get yourselves over to Leon. Uh, what kind of news? And then Yuffie. We found the computer Ansem was using. Oh, boy. Yep. Should be able to get all kinds of info on the Heartless and Organization. And maybe something on the Dark Realm, too. It looks like that's where Riku and Kairi are. And the king. Go see for yourselves. It can't hurt. What do you mean? N nothing. Just get to the computer room through the castle poster and watch your step. So they head towards the castle. And uh, in the same area where we met up with Leon the first time we were here, and then the organization did a vague intro, uh, were stopped by, uh, by somebody saying, excuse me, are you with the Restoration Committee? We see three characters. They are from Final Fantasy X-2. They are going left to right from the image I sent you. Riku, two Ks, instead of R Riku's 1K, Yuna in the middle, and then Pain on the right. And in Kingdom Hearts 2, they are like little fairies. They're just like a couple of inches tall, and they fly. And their characters are nothing like they are in their own games, and it's very weird that they're like this in here. Are they baddies? Kinda. So, uh, Sora stops and turns around, and then Yuna in the middle is like, what's Leon's gang up to? Uh, they've got stuff to do over by the castle postern. Scoop! Huh? Let's report. To who? Our leader, of course. 
and then Riku, yeah, you know, Malefic, and then Pain covers Riku's mouth. They all look suspicious at, at, at these three, and then Pain and Yuna kind of like try and cover for her. Then they all they all disappear. Everyone's just like that was weird, but then they can they carry on. So they get outside of the castle, and Aerith is waiting in front for them. Uh, Sora's like, you guys found Ansem's computer? Uh-huh. The king was very interested in it. The king? He's with Leon. We get to see the king! Hooray! Uh, is Riku with them? And Aerith shakes her head, and Sora sighs. Well, at least I can ask the king about him, and that computer might be able to tell us something. Good idea. They're right through here. And they walk through the corridors of the castle, fighting Heartless along the way. And notably, we see a blue creature crawling on the ceiling. Uh, eventually, they make it to Ansem's study, where they see a large portrait of the man hanging on the wall. Uh, and there's all sorts of books and stuff and a desk. And it kind of looks a bit disheveled. And uh, seeing the picture, Sora says, Ansem. Gorsh, I guess this must have been his room. Where's the king? Hello? And then from the door of the room, they, they hear a female voice. Hey, you. And then Tifa from Final Fantasy VII walks in. And she's looking around the room and says, I'm looking for somebody. Have any of you seen a guy with spiky hair? And Sora, like, touches his hair because it's very spiky. And Tifa just kind of giggles. Spikier. And then they all sort of shake their heads, and Sora just shrugs. I'll just take a look around then. And she walks around the room, knocking on walls and looking under the desk, inspecting things. Uh, she kicks one of the walls really hard, and everybody's like a little taken aback by how strong she appears to be. Uh, but finding nothing, she just says, "Sorry to bother you." And all three of them like sort of stand up at attention. No bother, ma'am. Uh, and then she leaves and closes the door behind her. And, like, the camera follows her leaving. And then we hear Leon in the room. So you made it. And she pans back, and suddenly he's in the room, but he was not two seconds ago. It's not a big room, and there's no other doors that we know of. I love her outfit. I love everything about this. Her hair, the earrings, the top, the shorts, the shorts cover thing, the shoes. She's got yeah. a good vibe. She's got good, a good energy. character. I'm a big fan yeah. so far. She definitely has some really good energy. Everybody sees Leon and like calls out, Leon! Isn't the king with you? And he just holds a finger to his lips. You'll see him soon enough. Hey! Here, this ought to tide you over. And he presses a certain spot on the wall and it disappears, revealing there was a secret room. And beyond the secret room, it's much more industrial than what we've seen. Almost like modern. A lot of chrome and whatnot. And we are led to a computer room. Beyond this, there's like a window in this computer room that looks off into like what almost looks like a giant factory. And we'll, we'll learn more about this later. But as uh, Leon leads them in, he just says, Ansem's computer room. They enter the room and sort of runs up to the big keyboard. And so it's like, this is it. Where's Kyrie? Where's Riku? And just starts pressing buttons on the keyboard. Kind of gentle at first, but then almost pounding on them. Easy. You want to break it? 
And then we see that blue creature again. And Goofy looks up and sees Stitch as the blue creature and says, whoa. And uh, this scares Stitch and he loses his balance or his grasp on the ceiling and he falls and is now standing on the keyboard. Donald calls, get off of there and jumps up onto the keyboard to also get Stitch and Stitch like scurries away and Donald is now trying to get off the keyboard, but his whole feet are on this keyboard. And then an alarm sounds. Attention, current user. This is a warning. Further misuse of this terminal will result in immediate defensive action. Yeah. Who's there? I am the master control program. I oversee this system. Calm down, Siri. Where are you? And then Donald, trying to get off, presses another button with his feet. And the alarm goes off again. Sora, Donald, and Leon are all like, Sorry, Goofy and Leon are all like, Donald, I'm sorry. Decision gate reached. You are now under arrest. Arrest? And Donald is stuck standing on one foot, so Goofy, Goofy picks him up off the computer, uh, and Leon notices something on the other side of the room sort of powering up, and he calls out, run! And they all sort of, like, are confused, and they look over to Leon, and then they freeze. And this thing on the other side of the room shoots out beams of light and it sort of digitizes them and they are in the computer now uh sora wakes up on the floor of a very strange room and he stares at himself and sees that he's covered in blue lines and i'm sending you their tron outfits Ooh, tron I kind of hate Sora's helmet, though. I don't like how it's, like, going, like, his hair is going out the sides. Yeah. It's kind of goofy. I will say, Oathkeeper uh -huh. especially looks so good in the Tron world because they, they actively modify the Keyblades so that they sort of fit in. Uh, Donald calls out to Sora, and Sora looks over and sees them, and they're, like being led somewhere by some heartless and Sora calls out go on show him who's boss but then a man appears next to him who are you I am commander Sark a heartless commander observe and he presses a button on a data pad and Donald and Goofy are shocked like uh not like <gasps> but like <laughs> That distinction you used. Okay, you're the boss. I get it. Uh, Sark puts the data pad away and smirks. Uh, and then Sora, Donald, and Goofy are all confined to a cell. And they look out at a huge, weird landscape. Man, what kind of world is this anyway? And Donald and Goofy shake their heads. And then we hear a, a voice in the room. You're inside a mainframe computer system. And they see a man sitting by a terminal. A what? A computer system. For processing data, this system is a copy of one created by a corporation called ENCOM. The original program was destroyed. And this man stands up. But this copy was acquired by another user. The new user updated and customized the programs, renaming the system Hollow Bastion OS. He used the system for town maintenance and to advance his private research. My name is Tron. I'm a security program. But now I'm under arrest. Same as you. And Sora looks at Donald and Goofy. 
Did you guys get any of that? Gosh, you know, maybe we should just introduce ourselves. I'm Sora. And I'm Donald. Nice to meet you, Tron. I'm Goofy. With that configuration, you must be users. Users? You better get out of here quickly. Who knows what the MCP will do to you. MCP? The Master Control Program. It controls the whole system. If you idle here, you will be derezzed. And they're all shocked as oh. if they know what that means. Derezzed? Yeah, so, how do we get out of here? I hate when I'm derezzed. I know, right? Context clues, they're like, obviously this is a bad thing. You've told me not to do XYZ to avoid it. Le gasp. This is getting down and dirty, Austin. Derezzing? Being derezzed is super dirty. Perhaps. So they ask, so how do we get out of here? This terminal could have gotten you back to the user world, but the MCP cut the power 50 microcycles ago. And they sigh again as if they know what that means. If we could bring the energy core in the canyon online, we could power it back up. The problem is, we're stuck inside this cell, and we're not going anywhere unless we unlock the energy fields. And we see that on the entrance there is like this force field looking thing. But it does have like a little keyhole on it. And Sora takes out the keyblade and unlocks the door. Meanwhile, Sark is meeting with the MCP. And so Sark sort of just looks like a, a weird dude. And he looks a little like Tron, but taller with greasy hair looking stuff. And he's red. And the MCP is a giant orange face. Master Control, why not just derez Tron? I still haven't located the password to the data space. What about a logic probe, with all your processing power? Out of the question, the current environment hampers the processing power needed for such an analysis. And then an alarm sounds. You're dismissed, Sark. Stop any remaining anomalies in the system, or else. End of line. Acknowledged. Back in the cell, Tron walks up to Sora. Remarkable. It seems you have some unique functions. I'll go with you to the canyon. You'll need someone who can interface with the energy core, right? If you say so. Thanks, John. Uh, so they leave together and take a transport to the canyon. And in a side room, Tron accesses a large machine. This oh. is the energy core. This is, this, this is based off the Tron movies, right? Uh, the first one. Okay. I don't remember much about the Tron movie, and I know it was about computers, yet I'm still so surprised that it's so computer-based for some reason. I'm sitting here <laughs> like, oh my gosh, mainframes, anomalies, and I'm like, the it's a computer program, Cronus, get, get your shit together, but I'm just still so startled. <laughs> also, I had myself muted on accident. So they get to this large machine, and Tron says, this is the energy core. And Sora uses his keyblade to install the missing part into the core and restore energy to the console in the pit cell. Mission accomplished? Yes. Now, will you do something for me? You got it. Don't you want to hear what it is first? You helped us, now it's our turn. You guys really are users. Your actions are totally illogical. And they sort of all glance at each other like, was that an insult? <laughs> Let's hurry back to the pit cell. Where's that again? The sector where we met. Roger. 
And Donald and Goofy nod, and they all return to the cell. And Sean is doing something at the computer terminal. So, what did you want us to do? Find my user. He'll give you the password to access the DTD. You bet. So, uh... And answering the question before it's asked. The DTD is the name my user gave to the data space. Copies of all the original system's programs are stored there, along with anything that's sensitive or restrictive. Is there stuff about the Heartless or Organization 13? Most likely. A number of my functions were appropriated when I last took on the MPC. MCP. That's why I need the password. If I can get inside the DTD, I can access my original backup program and restore all my functions. Then, I'll be able to put the system back the way it was before the MPC... MCP got control and changed everything. The way it was supposed to be. A free system. For you, the users. Gee, Tron, are you the MCP one of those programs too? Do you know who it was that made it? Actually, I don't know. Okay, we'll just have to find your user and ask him. What's his name? You mean you don't know? My user is the user of this system. Ansem the Wise. And in unison... Ansem? And they look at each other, and Tron's still looking at the computer, so he doesn't see the looks on their faces. Looks like the MCP is on to us. I'll keep this terminal up and running. You better ep exit the system now. Sure, but Tron, Ansem is... We'll get you the password. Okay, you're good to go. Hurry. And Tron stands aside and activates a program that sends them back out of the computer. Uh, Leon is at the computer typing away when the thing behind him whirs up and Sword Donald and Goofy appear and they seem happy to be back out. We did it! Where have you been? Well, uh, there's a world inside this computer where these, uh, programs live and... and then it cuts where Sora explains everything to Leon, or at least tries to. In other words, Ansem's research data is off-limits until we know the password. I think that's right. But you've already defeated Ansem. Gorsh, maybe we'll never find the password. That means this is all a wild goose chase. And then Tifa walks into the computer room. You're chasing what now? Well, well, a hidden room. Guess I'd better take another look around. And she returns to Ansem's, Ansem's study. Sora, Donald, and Goofy follow her. And Wait, she's... Austin, real quick, you said Tifa, right? Yes, T-I-F-A. Okay. Um, it kind of got, I don't know what I think my thing went down a little bit. And so I thought you said Antifa walked in and I was going to be like, Kingdom Hearts gets political. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Antifa. I mean, it's already down, religious, down so it makes sense that it would get into the political sphere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tifa is doing several more things to this room, punching and whatnot. And so we're, uh, it's just like, she won't give up. And neither will we. Come on, we gotta look for that password. Right, we made a promise to Tron. But after, uh, after coming up short, they stand in front of Ansem's portrait, all of them, Tifa and the gang, and she says, excuse me. And you know, she's a small lady, and I didn't explain how big that portrait is. It's like, as big as one of the walls in my bedroom, probably. It's massive. Uh, and she just walks up and lifts it off the wall and puts it on the floor nearby and then punches the wall behind it. 
and sends dust everywhere. But nothing happens, and she sighs and leaves. And the three examine the wall, where they see there's a hidden diagram written on it. What's this doodle? Hollow, main, security, Tron, door to... Just because he can't make out every word. Looks like a diagram or something. Door to darkness? Oh! And Sora, like, jumps up so that he can actually reach them and points at the three letters at the beginning of those words. D-T-D! And then Goofy walks, or Leon walks in. What's up? Look at this! This must be the data space! The D-T-D! See? The door to darkness! And Leon walks up and is like, What do you know? But that still leaves the password. And then from behind them, we hear, Say, fellas, did somebody mention the door to darkness? And we turn and see Mickey standing just inside the doorway with his, like, organization hood on. And Sora Donald and Goofy call out, Your Majesty! He shushes them and then looks in the hallway like a paranoid person and closes it and then finally takes off his hood. Donald rushes up to hug him and Goofy picks them both up in a hug. Long time no see. Mickey again shushes him. The organization might be listening. Sora nods and sort of looks serious and puts a finger to his lips. Uh, Goofy puts Mickey and Donald down, and Donald tries to hug Mickey one more time before Mickey, like, uh, not pushes him away, but, like, is clearly more interested in being a paranoid person, like, looking around right and left, like he's being followed. You mentioned the door to darkness? Uh, yes, sir. You see, we're looking for the secret password. Password? And they all sigh. Oh, I guess you mean like a code. Well, the door to darkness can only be opened by the seven princesses. They're Snow White, Jasmine, and Belle. Of course. And Leon walks back towards the computer room. What are you trying to do? With the password, we can get access to Ansem's research data. So that means you might be able to find out where he is. Stop joking around, your majesty. We already defeated Ansem. You know that. And Mickey sort of crosses his arms. Uh, looks like I've got a lot of explaining to do. You have for a very long time. We're listening, your majesty. But then Leon walks back into the room. Hey, isn't Tron waiting for you guys? And they look back and forth between Leon and the king. Don't worry. I'm not going anywhere. If those heartless attack, I'll stand and fight with everybody here. Yeah, we will too. Then let's talk more later. That's a promise. I just realized I skipped something a while back. Right before they saw the gold wings, they sort of looked out towards Maleficent's castle, and they saw literally thousands of heartless just swarming around out there. So that's what he's referring to when he's like, if those heartless attack. Oh, okay. I'll see you when you get back. Oh, one more thing. Let me give your clothes some new power, Sora. And uh, we get another form from, uh, from Mickey. So we now have Valor form where we combine with Goofy, Wisdom form where we combine with Donald and we're really good at magic. And now Master form where it's kind of a, a good balance of both. They all nod uh, after he receives the powers and they return to the computer and get transported back into the pit cell Gorsh, I wonder where Tron is. And Goofy walks up to the computer. 
And Donald calls out, don't touch that. The terminal flashes and uh, everybody disappears in a flash of light. Uh, but Sora and Donald disappear first and Goofy's like, uh, I didn't do it. And then you guys, like even without watching, Sean, you know this next part. With the light cycles where you, you ride the motorbikes in a weird grid area. Yeah. They do that. Only instead of other people on bikes, it's heartless. Um, at one point, there is a, a bigger heartless that like shoots these big energy balls. Uh, Sora dodges one and it creates a big crack in the wall. So eventually, after skating by a bunch of walls that pop up as you go and fighting these like bike looking heartless on the way. Uh, Sora makes it through this hole, and then suddenly they're all three back in the cell. And they find Tron lying on the floor. Tron! And he sort of stands up, weakly. I don't understand. Why are you here? We came to give you the password. Why didn't you just transmit the data? Transmit? And Tron almost falls, but Sora catches him. Hey, are you okay? I'll be alright, once we access the GTD. Head through some areas until they reach the, the data space. And Sean tries to access the computer. Alright, what's the password? Well, Belle, Snow White, Aurora, Alice, Jasmine, Cinderella, and Kyrie. And Sean types in the password. Got it. And there's a rumble. That did it. But then an alarm sounds. And a com computer voice says something. Notably, it's not the MCP, uh, but it is similar to a voice that we've heard from another computer earlier in the game. Now switching DTD over from hibernation to active mode. This process will take some time. Please enjoy a game while the process is running. Oh no, not another game. No, it's the DTD's final security routine. This isn't a game. Stay focused. It's his final form. A heartless symbol appears on three walls of the data space, and heartless appear in front of him, and Sora fights the heartless and then has to unlock each of these, like, uh, heartless symbols on the walls. And then Tron places his hand on the scanner on the keyboard, and energy flows into him. Uh, this is him, like, getting his, his energy back. I'm good as new. All my functions have been restored. Oh, boy. An alarm sounds and the keyboard flashes and a beam of energy shoots down on the group. Finally, I have full access to the DTD. My takeover of the system is now complete. I might have anticipated such a simple password. What's this? An emergency destruct program for the town. Let's see how it performs. Sora gasps and Tron calls out, No! and places his hand on the scanner and restores power to it, and Tron types in a few keys and the alarm stops. Program, you changed the password. There, that should buy us some time. Tron, tell us what's going on. The MCP is loading a hostile program into the I.O. tower. What do we do? We've got to protect the user town. They all nod. Let's head to the tower. So they head to this I.O. tower, uh, and they see something that doesn't really mean anything to anybody but it clearly does to tron because he's like it must be total chaos outside i think there's gonna be trouble inside too and uh 
when they go into the next room, they a large hostile program appears, and uh, the MCP voice calls out, I'm disappointed in you, program. Why do you insist on allying with these selfish users? Because, I'm, uh, because I want to help them. Something written into my code commands me to do what is right. Really? And what would that be? I can't really say for sure. Friends. They help each other. That's all. Sora and Tron sort of look at each other and both nod. Uh, and then they, they beat up this this evil program, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, and then they return to the communication room and Tron configures something on the computer. I really owe you one. With all my functions up and running, I think I've got a chance of getting system control away from the MCP. Now, I'd better get back to work. That's what my user would want. What Ansem would want. And Sora looks over at Dolan and Goofy and they sort of nod. Listen, Tron, we didn't get the password from Ansem. We just sort of found it back in the user world by accident. And one more thing. Ansem, well, he was our enemy. I mean, he still is, I guess. Well, actually, he's my enemy, too. What do you mean? Ansem took Encom's original system and customized it for his own use. I was part of the original system, and Ansem modified me too, so that makes him my user. And they all nod. But Ansem is also the one who brought the MCP back. The Ansem I first knew wouldn't do that. I'm sorry I didn't tell you. That's okay, but now I really don't get it. I don't understand it either. But I think users like you are going to be the ones who will have to finally figure it out. You have the ability to take illogical routes and still arrive at the answers you seek. Now go, before the MCP starts acting up again. Any data you need from the DTD can be accessed directly through my user's terminal. I'll keep a dedicated access channel open for you. I changed the password so you won't have to worry about the MCP for a while. Access channel? <laughs> I knew you'd ask. And Tron's pressing buttons on the terminal. It's a very important link between our worlds. That's how we stay connected. And the beams start to appear around Sword Donald and Goofy like they're about to get transported out. You, my friends, are the new password. Thanks, Tron. Th take care. You too, and give my best to the users. And they're transported back into Ansem's computer room. Well, that's that. And Leon uh, points at the monitor behind him and says, Look. And there's these three small moving, like, 16-bit sprites of Sora, Donald, and Goofy moving on the screen with the words thank you typed underneath it. And Sora just looks at it and says, Tron, hang in there. So, where do we start? I know. Let's access the DTD. And Leon begins typing on the keyboard. The king's checking the situation in town, but he'll be back soon, so don't worry. Hey, look, it's asking for a password. That's easy. It's... Sora, Donald, Goofy, and Leon types it in. That's to the point. Well, that did it. We're in. I have to go into town. Need to see what the last shakeup did. You're not going to check out the data? It wasn't exactly easy to get. I'm coming right back. Hey, Sora, why don't you get started on loading the data and copying it down? Sora looks hesitant. It's just a few keystrokes. Easy, right? And Leon walks out. Uh, and Sora's trying something on the computer. 
Did it work? Hey, these things take time, okay? And he's typing some stuff, and then something flashes on screen. Whoa, it's doing something. Huh? I think it wants to know what we want to know. Riku and Kairi. And Sora presses a few more buttons, and then a red window appears on the screen with the words, Data Error. No way. Even Ansem's computer doesn't know. And he sort of walks away sadly, and Goofy moves up to type. And Don's like, What you doing? I thought I'd ask the computer if it can tell us about them nobodies. And he types and several, uh, and he types some things, and a gray window with a nobody symbol comes onto the screen. What's this? And then the red windows appear again, and the computer voice: "The data is corrupt." What? How about the organization? The data is corrupt. And Sora slams his fist on the keyboard. Stupid computer. And continues to just slam the keys. And a bunch of windows are like jumping around on the screen wildly. And Goofy calls out, Sora. And then a window appears with a picture of a, an elderly blonde man wearing a red scarf. Who's this guy? And then Mickey's voice. Well, I see you got things working. And they all call out, oh, your majesty. And he hushes them again and then walks over. Good going. The computer should tell us the things we need to know. But it keeps on saying the data inside's all kerscuffled. All we get is this picture of some guy we don't know. And Mickey sort of jumps back. Ansem the Wise! And they all look at each other. And then, come on, are you teasing us again? Did you forget what Ansem looks like, your majesty? Of course I do. This is him. I'm positive. Huh? And Sora grabs Mickey by the arm and is like, excuse me, could you come this way, please? And drags him to the study and up to the portrait. Look, this is Ansem. You know, the guy we all worked really hard to defeat. Oh, that's right. I never finished explaining. What? Well, the man in the picture is definitely the one who tried to take over Kingdom Hearts, the one that you fellas defeated. And there's some flashbacks of the final confrontation. But what you actually fought was his heartless. You see, he wasn't really Ansem. He just went around telling everybody he was. You mean... Oh. Mm. And then all three together. What? We went through all that trouble to defeat an imposter? Yep, a fake. But he still had to be stopped. Uh, I can't believe it. Uh, I'm kind of confused. If he's a fake, then what happened to the real Ansem? Well, that's just what I'm trying to figure out. Ansem the Wise should know all about Organization 13's plans and what's been happening to the world's. I'm pretty sure he'll give us some help. You know, I came close to finding him once. Hmm. Don't tell me there's more. I'm lost enough as it is. That's fair. Well, let's see. Some fella named Ansem, who wasn't really Ansem, became a Heartless. Does that mean a nobody got created when that happened too? Yep, and that nobody is the leader of the organization. And all three together. What? And Mickey looks at the painting. I know I've met this fake Ansem before, and I've seen the leader of Organization 13, too. Kind of felt like being around the same fella. So, where did you meet this guy? Gosh, I can't remember. Ansem the Wise, the real Ansem, must know the imposter's true identity. That's why I've got to find him and ask him about it. And Sora's just glaring at the painting. You 
you started all of this. It's because of you that Riku and Kairi... Oh, your majesty, do you know where Riku is? And Mickey won't make eye contact with him. He's... Like, I'm sorry. Notably. Notably. I can't help. And Sora, like, walks in front of him to try and make eye contact again. Really? Your majesty, are you sure? And Mickey again turns away from him to not make eye contact. I'm sorry, Sora. What about Kairi? Organization 13 might have kidnapped her. And Mickey whirls around. Oh, no! And then he looks at the painting. Sora, Donald, Goofy, I was planning to get help from Ansem, the wise. But now I know I forgot the most important thing. Helping others should always come before asking others for help. We're safe and sound and free to choose. So there's no reason we shouldn't choose to help our friends. And Donald and Goofy nod. Let's look for Riku and Kairi together. Uh, but then there's a huge explosion outside. Sounds like we got to start by helping out there. And they run out um, and in the tunnels of Hollow Bastion, we see a group of Heartless fighting a bunch of nobodies while Maleficent and Pete watch and the nobodies seem to be winning. Hear me, my Heartless. Attack the White Husks. Sweep them away. What, are you nuts? We're never gonna win. I don't know about you, but I'm out of here, sister. And Pete runs away. <laughs> you pathetic coward. And the nobodies seem to have overtaken the Heartless. Uh, and right at that moment, that's when Sword Donald and Goofy run in and make eye contact with Maleficent. Uh, and then she vanishes in an instant. And Heartless and nobodies are still fighting. Heartless, leave the White Ones. Turn your attention to Sora and his friends. And they stop fighting the nobodies. Everybody starts going towards Sword Donald and Goofy. So we fight the Heartless and the nobodies. And after successfully defeating them, uh, Yuna, Riku, and Pain fly down, fly in from down the hall. Where's Maleficent? Looks like she ran away. Well, that was pretty lame of her. I guess we picked the wrong side. And they turn to each other and start babbling amongst themselves. Uh, hey, if you're looking to pick sides, why don't you pick Leon's? They can always use some help. And they turn around. Does this Leon have any treasure? Yeah, lots of stuff. Perfect. Come on. Who are you? And then this line is just real fucked up. Oh, we're nothing worth mentioning. What the fuck? This Hi. is literally Tetsuya Nomura, like, making a dig at Final Fantasy X-2. Damn. Oh. I guess. I don't know. He's never that rude to the Final Fantasy X characters. Damn. So sad. Um, and then after they leave, Sora looks over to Donald like, did Leon really have any treasure? And Donald just laughs. So they make their way out of the castle. You mean to tell me they don't, like, respond to that dig either? Interesting. I, I mean, the Gold Wings, the, the characters from Final Fantasy X-2 are the ones who, who say it. And the others are just like, okay, whatever, because they disappear right after saying it, basically. Okay, well, that part's fair. I just feel like that's... I mean... Uh, it's some shade being thrown for sure. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like they would have had a response to that, but the same people who are writing their responses wrote the shade, so I guess that was silly of me to be like, that's so out of character, but, you know. 
And I, I have my issues with Ten Two, but they did these characters dirty. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but they make their way out of the castle and back to like where they were talking with Aerith at the front of the castle. A beam of light slams into the ground in front of them. And a man with long gray hair and wings stands up as the light dissipates. Sora, it's Sephiroth! Ain't Sephiroth the ones who's supposed to be the dark part of Cloud's heart? Did Cloud tell you that? Then he must understand now. Just what are you going to do to him? Nothing. Cloud is the one who hungers for darkness. He said he's got a score to settle with you. I see. He wants to meet me again. And he turns, Sephiroth turns to start to walk away. Then I should give him what he wants. That last bit of light is always the hardest to snuff out. And then he flies away. Uh, and the three rush down towards like where a lot of the reconstruction is happening. And on the way, they end up running into some, a new nobody. This is the dancer nobody. Okay. Ooh, I like this one. I like it. It sort of looks like it's wearing harem pants and it sort of moves around like it's ice skating almost. I am also actively wearing harem pants, so I approve. <laughs> so they, they end up seeing Leon and he calls out, The king's in the bailey. You better head over there. Got it. And they, they rush that way, but they see nobody. And they approach a rock formation and look out over the expanse, and they see thousands of heartless storming towards the city. Uh, we, we sort of, the camera zooms in, and we see Yuffie fighting down there, her giant shuriken swinging back to her. Um, and then she's looking tired, and suddenly she's healed as Aerith runs over next to her, and they fight together. And then we cut to Stitch, who's shooting all sorts of heartless with his, uh, his little laser blasters. Uh, one attacks him from behind, but he jumps out of the way and shoots it. Then we see the Gullwings, who we just saw and told, hey, join Leon's side. And they're all sort of they're tiny little things, but they're like Mr. Magooing some heartless to fall off cliffs. Uh, and then we see Cloud and Leon surrounded on both sides by a bunch of heartless, and they're pushing them towards the edge of a cliff. And Cloud and Leon are back to back. Leon, you think you can handle this many? Well, might be tough as if one more shows up. Then that'll have to be the one I take care of. What, you're fighting too? And then uh, they sort of jump away from each other and start decimating Heartless. Cloud cleaves two in half, but more surround him, cutting him off from Leon. Uh, but before he can even blink, they're gone, and he sees Sephiroth standing at the edge of the cliff, his sword out, having just cleaved through nearly 20 Heartless in one swing. Sephiroth! And he clutches his sword, and Sephiroth walks towards him and points his... Long-ass sword at Cloud. I understand. You've been looking for me. Yeah. Once I get rid of you, the darkness will go away. Can you do it? That darkness comes from your own dark memories. Do you think you can erase the past? Shut up! Face it. You turn your back on the present and live in the past. Because the light of the present is too much. You don't know wow. me! And then we hear Tifa. Cloud! And she tries to look, but... Oh, there's a flash of light, and it makes him wince. I know, because I am you. Sephiroth vanishes, uh, and Cloud looks around him, but runs further into the Heartless, away from Tifa. And she's calling out, Cloud, wait! But she's surrounded by Heartless and starts punching him. 
And then we finally zoom back to Sordon and Goofy. Leon, everybody, hang in there. And just then, Mickey drops out from the sky and lands in front of them. And he's holding his arms out with his back to them. Okay, fellas, you've got to go find Riku and Kairi. But Leon and the others are friends too. Don't worry, there's already lots of help here. We'll take care of this fight. But I promise Leon. Donald? Goofy? And they sort of straighten up. Take Sora and get going. Riku, Kairi, give me a little time, okay? And Donald and Goofy look towards each other and then nod. Your Majesty! We understand. We'll go search for Riku and Kairi. Right. Watch for danger. You be careful, too. Wait, you guys. And Sora's like looking back and forth between them and Mickey. Sora, do as you're told. You're coming with us, whether you want to or not. Come on, Sora. You gotta be good. And then Donald winks at him, and Sora catches on. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, then skedaddle. And Sora just mouths the words, thank you, to them. And the three of them run right past Mickey and down the cliffs towards all the fighting. I'm sorry, your majesty. And Donald and Goofy sort of salute him as they run past. Hope you can forgive us. Ooh, I love this. I love that. Yep, it's very good. And they leave over the rock face and Mickey sighs. And then we're back in the computer room, even though nobody we know is there. And we're seeing it from like a security camera that scans the area. And as it moves towards the door, we see a hooded figure standing there. It sort of tries to scan him and then it just says unknown on screen. And the figure points to the camera. There's a flash of light and then the camera is knocked to static and turns off. And then we cut away from the security camera. We're just a, a floating camera of nowhere now. Uh, so he walks over to the computer and inserts a disc and it displays now loading and then switches to an entry bar. And the man types in another. A-N-O-T-H-E-R. And then the computer brings him to a, a screen with six entry spots gathered around an inner circle. And he types passwords into each of these screens and it switches to a system start. Then it returns to normal and the disc is ejected and the figure takes the disc and puts it in his pocket. Then there was, there was a door on the other side of the room, but you could never get it open. And that, that door is now open. And he walks down the stairs and into like where I said it sort of looked like a big factory area. And we see now that this is a heartless manufacturing plant. So all the emblem heartless that we said were made heartless, this is where they were manufactured. Uh, but he steps onto a, a panel that's kind of lit, lit up on the floor. And then it slides in front, the floor in front of him slides away and it op reveals a, uh, a long ramp. He disappears down the long spiral and his thoughts travel back to several years ago. Master Ansem, regarding the experiment I presented the other day, with your permission, I'd like to proceed. I forbid it. Forget this talk of doors in the heart of all worlds. That place must not be defiled. But, Master Ansem, I've been thinking. Xehanort, those thoughts are best forgotten. And the figure gets to the end of the staircase and stops. And then a door in front of him opens up, and we see a white hallway... There's a bunch of doors that have like, they look like cells. And thinking back to the Ansem 
reports, this is probably where, you know, those initial experiments where they said they were locking people in the dungeon happened. Uh, but he walks past a bunch of these to a door at the end of the long hall. Uh, and it opens and he enters a white room with black chains and nobody symbols lining the walls. Door closes behind him and he places his hand on a chair in the center of the room before sitting down. And as he touches it, the chains and symbols glow white emanate like sort of like from that chair it sort of like goes out and then up the walls this white light on those symbols and uh we see that in front of the chair there's some blue figure on the floor it has been far too long friend and then we see that it's a pile of blue armor laying on the floor next to a keyblade and then we flash to some time before chain of memories unclear exactly how long before maybe it was even before kingdom hearts one might have been during it unknown but we see zexion walking through a mysterious castle this is i'll go ahead and say this is the castle that the organization has their uh their home base in and uh then we hear vexen zexion zexion and vexen runs down the stairwell towards him right here what is it where is lord Zemnis? His usual spot. The Chamber of Repose. Vexen starts to turn away. Yes, go see for yourself. But Vexen isn't really focusing. <sighs> that isn't funny. I suppose I'll have no choice but to wait. And he walks past Sexy and mumbling to himself. But the clock is ticking. Time is running out. What to do? Why is he never around when I need him? It's almost as if he knows I'm looking for him. Hey. The whole world is, and he gets so far that we don't hear. But I'll, I'll note, we did just hear the leader of the organization's name for the first time. Zemnis. Zemnis. Spooky. Um, Zexion continues walking, and then we hear as if Guy's voice. You know, I don't like that place either. Zexion stops and turns around, and we see that this guy's sitting on top of a pipe. It's like up in the air. What about you, Zexion? What do you think? I think eavesdropping is intrusive. Why are you even here? You and Zaldin were tasked with recruiting new members. And the man jumps down to the floor. Have you forgotten, or were you procrastinating? As if. I'm doing my job. I'll have As you know, if. I found one just yesterday. Mar something. Clearly Marluxia. That puts the organization's count at 11. And since I've been working so hard, I had Lex Aeus take my place for the day. I want to rest up for tomorrow, so I can wake up feeling nice and refreshed. Is that so? Well then, I will leave you to it. I've work to catch up on. Good day. Zexion uh, sort of tries to walk past him, but the man runs up and puts a hand around his shoulder. Ah, don't be like that. Come on, stay and talk. And Zexion looks at the hand on his shoulder. Isn't it time you told me about Zemnis's secret? And then he lets go and is sort of pacing in this room as he sort of waxes poetic for, some, for a second. How long ago was it when a bunch of warriors wielding key-shaped swords appeared and unleashed a, a spectacular battle? And when it was all over, all that was left was a man lying unconscious without his memories. Zemnis, uh, I mean Xehanort, was found by Ansem right around then, wasn't he? Your point? The Chamber of Repose. If you recall, that's where we spent our time researching the darkness that resides within people's hearts. It's a graveyard that was sealed by order of Ansem the Wise. First thing Zemnis did once he got rid of him was to undo the seal and build a room in the back. Ever since then, he holds himself up in that room whenever he can, 
and he talks to somebody. But who? For all I know, he's the only one in that room. Because uh, he was pacing around, and he starts walking back towards Zexion. Need I repeat myself about eavesdropping? Not eavesdropping. Couldn't hear what they were saying. Dying to find out what it was, though. You wouldn't know anything about it, would you? I know I would very much like to focus on my own duties. And he tries to walk past him. As you should with yours. For we need to prepare the new facility immediately. But there are only eleven of us in the organization. We're going to need a few more hands on deck. What new facility? Oh, you mean Castle Oblivion? What does Zemnis plan on doing with that place anyway? He has already shared his intentions with us. But did you know there's something he didn't share? And Sexton stops walking away. The Chamber of Repose is part of a pair. Chamber of Waking is the other. Another graveyard, if you want to call it that. It was constructed by someone other than Zemnis himself, though. And that's where he'll find it. That's where he'll find his other friend. And then they just stare at each other. And we finally snap back to the present. With Sora, Donald, and Goofy. As they're racing to catch up to the others. Who are all fighting all those Heartless. But they're stopped at the castle gate. By Demix. Our, uh, our shy boy with the sitar. As a weapon. Okay, I was going to say. We've definitely met him. I know this. Uh, he was the organization member in Olympus. Yeah. And Demix sort of looks hesitant, but he raises himself, and he really doesn't seem like he knows how to react. Hey, uh, you guys are looking lively. Scram! Didn't we catch you messing around in the underworld? How do wimp like you get to Organization 13? And Demix looks, Demix looks scared, and then sort of crosses his arms. I bet you can't even fight. Yeah, but we can. <laughs> And then Demix wags a finger. You shouldn't judge anyone by appearance. And they ready uh, their weapons. Demix turns around again, looking worried. I told them they were sending the wrong guy. Who is this kook? Remember. Oh, no. Remember, the organization's made up of nobodies. Right. No hearts. Demix turns back around. Oh, we do too have hearts. Don't be mad. You can't trick us. Uh, and then Demix tries to put on a brave face and looks back and points at Sora. Silence, traitor. Uh, and then a dome of water appears around him and he stretches his hand up to the pinnacle of the dome and turns it into a bubble in his hand. The bubble explodes and it forms his sitar and he grabs it, spins it around and points at them with a smirk on his face. Dance, water, dance. And after a very wet battle, Demix slumps to the ground. <laughs> It has now become down and dirty. Because it was a wet battle? A very wet battle. Thank you. That is all. Continue. Uh, I have a note here that when I was playing this as a kid, this was the first fight I struggled with, and I had to replay it over and over and over again, and I thought I was never going to get past it. Really? Mm-hmm. But yeah, after the fight, Demix sort of slumps to the ground. Ah, boot again. As Sitar disappears and he looks devastated and they start screaming, No way! But he fades away. Sora angrily just sort of looks around the empty space. Anyone from the organization who'd like to be next? Hey, Sora, don't antagonize them. Yeah, no kidding. We gotta go help our friends out first. Oh, I'm sorry. Then let's go. And they start to walk off. Aha, there you are. 
And they stop and turn around slowly, and Mickey walks up to them. And he's got his arms crossed, and they're all kind of looking at the ground. And there's a, a pause where it just looks like Mickey's going to be pissed at them. You sure have lots of friends to help, so I guess we better all pull together and finish this battle for good. And then they all, like, lighten up and straighten up. Yes, your majesty. Uh, Mickey starts to walk ahead, but we see up on a cliff, there's a Heartless fighting a Dusk, and the Heartless shoots out a, a, an attack, and it misses the Dusk and sends debris in all directions. Goofy notices a large rock headed straight for the king. Look out! And Goofy rushes up and pushes Mickey out of the way and is knocked in the head by the rock and goes sliding, like... 15 feet up against the wall uh, and he lies there unmoving as Sora, Donald, and Mickey run over to him. No! And Donald's like shaking him trying to wake him up. Hey, you're the king's captain. You gotta get up. Come on, wake up. I'm sorry about the ice cream. Goofy? Oh, Goofy. And Donald's just sort of got his head on Goofy's chest and is looking awfully defeated. This isn't happening. It can't be happening. It can't. Mickey does the fucking Arthur meme and makes a fist. <laughs> like, the camera's <laughs> down at that angle, too. And Mickey makes a little fist down there and then just says, they'll pay for this. And he whips off that organization coat, summons his keyblade, and runs ahead. Donald then, like, gets up and is, like, full of anger and also runs ahead. Uh, Sora stands up, takes one more look at Goofy, and then follows them. God. Uh, Sora, you fight through this ravine trail. Uh, you walk, go up to Ru Yuffie. She calls out, Sora, did you miss me? Yuffie is on the scene. And together you guys fight some Heartless. All right, get going. And then he comes up to another group of Heartless and Leon. I'll help out. And they fight Heartless. Go. Progressing further, he finds Tifa. I'll help. And they fight. Hurry, go on ahead. Sora keeps following the cliff, runs into Cloud. Sora. And they fight the last round of Heartless, and then Sora makes his way into this cave, catching up to Mickey and Donald. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine, but... Oh, Goofy. And then we hear from the distance, Hey, fellas! And they... Can't, don't really believe their ears at first, but we see Goofy at the entrance to this cave, like, jumping up and down and waving. And all together, they're like, Goofy! And he runs up to them. What are you doing? Rubbing his head. You know, that really hurt. And Mickey, like, jumps up into his arms for a hug. Oh, Goofy! Gorse, your majesty. I get bumped on the head all the time. Can we just pause here for a moment to to appreciate the fact that they tried to scare us by implying they killed Goofy off. I just sat oh. here for a minute like, are we witnessing Goofy's death? Excuse me? They played yeah, like no that shit. for like Gosh. three minutes. Can't even. But he's exactly right, though. He's a cartoon character. They get bonked on the head all the time. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. But when you're in this like Kingdom Hearts world... He makes a point. You're so much more ready for like it to turn when that happens, because you know if that happened to Sora, Sora would probably be dead if he didn't stop it. Yeah, I, I, you know, that's a good point. I hadn't considered that like 
that's part of his genes, basically, to <laughs> just bounce back. Yeah, to be a little rubbery, you know. Tom and, yeah. Tom and Jerry style, getting hit with mallets and stuff. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, if any of them legitimately fucking die like that, though, now I'm not prepared. Don't make that <clears throat> face. Austin, no. If Goofy fucking dies, I'm done. You tell me right here and now if I'm staying. Nobody. I'm writing a petition. Nobody dies this game. Okay, well, so, so whoa, are you whoa, implying whoa. that a nobody dies? Because oh, there's lots of nobody's nobody's here. Um, oh my god. The thing is, is that I can't, I can't imagine Disney letting some game kill off three of their most like popular iconic characters. I cannot imagine Disney being like, "Oh yeah, you want to kill Goofy? That's fine. Go ahead." Not canon. I didn't say it happened. I don't know what you're going on about. You're being icky. You're being I'm, icky. I don't know what you're talking about. You're gone now. I didn't you turn off my camera. And now you're gone. You absolutely turned off your camera so that we couldn't see your face, and I just don't appreciate the audacity you have here. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I always appreciate <laughs> audacity, but god damn it, Austin. I'm going to assume, I'm going to assume that Sora dies. <gasps> no comment. Austin? I can't comment on that. I can't believe you've done this. Uh, I get bumped on the head all the time. Comment, Sora chuckles, and everybody walks over to Goofy. Uh, Donald's kind of angry and slams his staff into Goofy's shin. That hurt, too. Don't you ever do that again. Okay. Let's <laughs> just uh, beat he, up the injured. He was very scared by his friend appearing to be dead for a second. And That's he doesn't fair. express his emotions well, you know. He's a military man. Valid. Uh, but they continue further mm -hmm. into an area called the Great Maw. And that we just see Huns, probably thousands of Heartless, just standing in this, like, ravine. Uh, Mickey slides to a stop sort of at the top of this ravine. Huh? What's with them? And then Goofy sees something up on a cliff. Hey! And we see a man in a black cloak. We've seen him so many times. Technically, he was the first man in a black cloak we ever did see back in Kingdom Hearts 1. And he takes off his hood, and we see Xemnas' face. He has long silver hair, similar to Ansem's, but it's definitely in a very different style. Mm -hmm. uh, and he also has yellowish eyes, kind of like Ansem does. It's that guy who's not Ansem! You mean, it's his nobody. <laughs> the leader of Organization 13. Wait a minute, now I know. And Mickey has a flashback to several years ago. Where he's standing in Ansem's study hall. And we see Ansem the Wise at the desk in that study room that we were in earlier. Uh, clearly the man from the picture on the computer and not the man in the portrait. Uh, he's sitting in the large chair eating sea salt ice cream. And there are several tanks around the room containing hearts. Wise Ansem, I'm here to seek your advice. I'm glad we have the opportunity to speak like this, my friend. I'm intrigued by your hypothesis, and I'm finding it difficult to stave off the urge to test it. Still, I'm concerned about the stability of the worlds. And he sort of sits back in his chair. Yep, that's what worries me too. The doors that appeared. The place the heartless seek. 
I fear my research may have brought this upon us. And he sort of rests his arms on the table and his hand down on his forehead. Uh, and there's a knock at the door. And Ansem looks up, Mickey turns to face the door. And a man in a lab coat uh, that looks sort of like a younger version of uh, the man in the, the painting walks in and he sort of bows slightly. Master Ansem, regarding the experiment I presented the other day, with your permission, I'd like to proceed. And Ansem sort of stands up. I forbid it. And he pounds his hands on the table. Forget this talk of doors and the heart of all worlds. That place must not be defiled. But, Master Ansem, I've been thinking. Xehanort, those thoughts are best forgotten. And this apprentice Xehanort restrains himself, bows again and leaves, closing the door. And we cut back to see Xehanort's nobody, Xemnas, standing on the cliff. And he sort of smiles down at them. Now I remember. Xehanort, Ansem's apprentice, the leader of Organization 13, is Xehanort's nobody. Mickey gets out his keyblade and runs up the cliff. Let's go. But these thousands of Heartless quickly surround them. Uh, Sora summons his keyblade in a flash. Move it. We can't let Xehanort get away. Right. Uh, Sword glances behind him at Donald and Goofy, who give him a thumbs up, and they each like run to their own group of Heartless. And Sora turns around and fights through literally 1,000 Heartless all alone. That's right. a fun. It's a fun little fight where you literally fight a thousand heartless. Jesus. Um, after this, the Great Maw is cleared of heartless. So clearly, Donald and Goofy were doing some goddamn good work too with their groups. Um, but now that it's cleared, Sora continues through the cliffs and he catches his breath as Donald and Goofy run up. Where's the king? Uh, and Donald sees Mickey defeating an armored knight heartless in the clearing ahead. There he is. Come on. And we see. Xemnas, Xehanort's nobody, standing facing Maleficent's dark castle, Mickey behind him. Your Majesty! And the three run up to him, and Mickey calls out, Xehanort! How long has it been since I abandoned that name? Out with it, nobody! Where's Kairi? Where's Riku? I know nothing of any Kairi. As for Riku, perhaps you should ask your king. And he faces, uh, Xemnas turns and faces them, but Sora, hearing that, looks from Xemnas to Mickey. Mickey calls out, Stop! Because, uh, Xemnas starts to disappear into a corridor of darkness, but Mickey runs up fast enough and actually jumps in the corridor with him. And they're both gone. Oh. He's gone! And Sora slams his, his fist, slumps to the ground and slams his fist on the ground. And Goofy puts a hand on his shoulder. Sora! Goofy. What's going on? And then we hear Axel. Way to fall right into their trap. And they see Axel leaning against the rock. Come on, it's a setup by Organization 13. Xemnas is using you to destroy the Heartless. That's his big master plan. Xemnas? The guy you just saw. He's their leader. Got it memorized? X-E-M-N-A-S. <laughs> Organization 13 wants to get rid of the Heartless? Man, you're slow. Axel points to the Keyblade. Every Heartless slain with that Keyblade releases a captive heart. That's what the organization's after. So what are those guys going to do with the hearts? I'm not telling. Tell us. You. You're the one who kidnapped Kyrie. 
Bingo. Name's Axel. Got it memorized. Where is Kyrie? And Axel scratches his head. Please, just tell me. Look, about Kyrie. I'm sorry. And then we hear Syax. Axel. Syax appears between Axel and Sora. Uh-oh. And then Axel starts to vanish. Sora tries to rush over to Axel, but Syax holds out his arms and stops Sora. We'll ensure he receives the maximum punishment. But Axel disappears through his dark corridor. I don't care about any of that. Just let me into the realm of darkness, okay? If it's Kyrie you're worried about, don't. We're taking very good care of her. <gasps> Take me to her. Mm. Is she that important to you? Yeah, more than anything. Show me how important. And Sora oh. thinks for a second and then kneels on the ground in front of him. Please. So you really do care for her? In that case, the answer is no. And Sora jumps up in anger. You rotten! Are you angry? Do you hate me? Then take that rage and direct it at the Heartless. And Syak snaps his fingers and several Heartless appear behind him. He looks towards the sky. Pitiful Heartless. Mindfully collecting hearts. Mindlessly collecting hearts. <laughs> and yet they know not the true power of what they hold. The rage of the Keyblade releases those hearts. And he holds his hands up to the sky. They gather in darkness, masterless and free, until they weave together to make kingdom hearts. And when that time comes, we can truly, finally exist. And then we hear Maleficent's voice. What in the world do you think you're pr prattling on about? And Maleficent appears on the other. So now there's Maleficent on one side, Swordtown and Goofy in the middle, Syax and some Heartless on the other side. Okay. Kingdom Hearts belongs to me. The heart of all kingdoms. The heart of all that lives. A dominion fit to be called Kingdom Hearts must be my dominion. Maleficent, no. No more Heartless. I do not take orders from you. And she raises her staff and more heartless surround Syax. Fool. And he snaps his fingers and nobodies appear and destroy these heartless. And the nobodies then turn their attention towards Sora. Oh no. But at Maleficent teleports from behind Sora to in front of him, holds out her arms and creates a wall of green flame to block Sora, the heart, the, these nobodies from getting to Sora. While I keep these creatures at bay, you devise a way to vanquish them forever. Maleficent, do not misunderstand me. I shall have my revenge on you yet. And the dusks overtake Maleficent and she's pulled down. Maleficent, leave now. I don't take orders from you. And Donald grabs Sora. Sora, come on. But what about... And then the flames die down and we don't see Maleficent anymore. Syax. Now then, where did we leave off? And he snaps his fingers and those nobodies disappear and Heartless take their place. To the Heartless, Sora calls out, Which side are you guys on anyway? The Heartless will lie with whoever's the strongest. And he flicks a hand towards Sora and the Heartless attack him. Sora is blocking their attacks, but he is not attacking them in this moment. Actually, he okay. does on this first one, but he sees the heart release and Syak smiles. Syak says, Yes, Sora. Extract more hearts. Then he vanishes. 
no, the hearts. Uh, so then he stop. He's like only blocking. Maybe everything we've done. Maybe it was all for nothing. What am I supposed to do if I can't use the keyblade? Imbeciles, you can't be trusted to do anything. Huh? And there's a great flash of light. And we cut to Leon and Cloud, who see from the outskirts of town. And Leon's like, Zora, Donald, Goofy. Relax. Those three aren't going down that easy. And Cloud starts to walk off. The Keyblade's chosen one. He's a lucky kid. And uh, that light turns into a long beam that shoots into the sky. And Leon, just looking at it, says, See you soon. And then Sword Donald and Goofy are on the gummy ship. I guess sometimes help comes from unexpected places. Sure does. And then we get a flashback to what literally just happened. I don't understand why they cut it this way. It's kind of dumb. Maybe everything we've done, maybe it was all for nothing. What am I supposed to do if I can't use the keyblade? Imbeciles, you can't be trusted to do anything. Huh? And then a pool of darkness appears beneath the three of them, and they're pulled into it. And they find themselves surrounded by blackness. What? What's this place? It must be the realm of darkness. And Sora looks around but sees nothing. Kyrie, Riku. And then Donald spots someone in a black cloak holding a white box. Who's there? Donald runs towards them, but the person disappears, leaving behind just the box. And Donald picks it up. What is it? Are you sure you want to open? And Donald opens it. That. I guess that answers that question. And inside, we see a photograph and a bar of sea salt ice cream. And Donald hands the photo to Sora. Gosh, it's the gang from Twilight Town. There's Hainer, Pants, Olette, and, uh, Roxas. You know him? No, the name just popped into my head. This is Roxas. And Donald holds the ice cream bar. Are you sure you want to eat? And Donald eats it. That. God. And then Donald pulls it out of his mouth. Salty. No. Sweet. And then the ice cream bar flashes and rises into the air. And Source Keyblade reacts and it opens another gateway. Not yet. I gotta look for Kyrie. And then back in the staff room 4.0, Zemnis sits with the three hooded organization members and Syax appears. Sora knows the truth now. The more heartless he defeats, the closer he is to becoming our perfect puppet. But this new knowledge will make him that much harder to control. What does it matter, really? Whatever his circumstances, Sora's never been able to help himself from saving people from the heartless. That's what his pure little heart wants. And then another man tosses a pair of dice in the air and is like, like playing catch with himself with the dice. There, the dice have been cast. Things are in motion. He can't stop this. And Zaldan, who we've heard the name of, but we haven't seen the face of. Nothing is set in stone. If the dice aren't in your favor, you will share Demix's fate. Which is the only time Demix's name is said in the whole game, I'm pretty sure. The fun is in not knowing, isn't it? What's the point of betting on something if you already know the outcome? Are you sure that defeating him won't derail the organization's plan? If he is to die so easily... He is of no use to us. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. It's not in my nature to hold back. And that's, I think, where we're going to end it for the day. 
Because that's a lot. And I, yeah. I'm sure there are I'm sure that you guys have a couple questions. I'm still stuck on the fact that you are acting like somebody's gonna die. And I, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Also a little standoff with like Maleficent and then the the organization and Yeah, we kinda got three three factions and uh, Maleficent and the good guys are kind of on the back foot, so they're helping each other a little bit. Yeah. The enemy of my enemy is my friend or whatever. Yep. Um, Basically, yeah. And then the little sea salt ice cream moment. The sea salt ice cream was like the the gateway? Yeah, it was an object. Whoever this is that gave them this box clearly brought those stuff from the day to Twilight Town, though. Because okay. that picture, we saw it at the very beginning of the game. It was one of the pictures that nobody stole back when nobody could say photo. Mm -hmm. And that was all in the day to Twilight Town. So clearly this is whoever that Ansem that was working with Diz is. Whoever that guy is. Is okay. clearly who brought this. Okay. Do you guys need clarification on the whole Ansem, not Ansem, Xehanort, Xemnas stuff. I don't, but I've talked a lot about the games with you. Yeah. Specifically before starting this podcast, so. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead? So, yeah. first, there is a man, Ansem the Wise. Mm -hmm. Remember in Kingdom Hearts 1, the Twilight Town folks were like, the leader of our, of our place, which you now know is Hollow Bastion, the leader of our place was Ansem. That was yeah. Ansem the Wise, not Ansem Seeker of Darkness. Okay. And Ansem, Ansem the, the wise, wise is the blonde, yeah? He's the blonde guy with the uh, the red scarf. The older okay. man. Okay. So that's, that's the original, that's the first Ansem. That's the only official Ansem. Everybody else just calls themselves Ansem. Well, damn. Okay, what? I'm now Ansem from now on if it's just a free-to-claim title. No so Ansem had a apprentice because he was also a scientist and did research and stuff. He had an apprentice named Xehanort. I hate that we, name. Oh, get Not... used to it. We're going to hear it for the rest of the series. Is it Mort or Nort? Nort. I hate it. It's, it's so good. unpleasant it's to great. my ears. Xehanort. <laughs> um, so he had an apprentice named Xehanort. We also heard from the flashback with as if guy and Zexion that there was some clash between keyblade wielders and when that was all done Xehanort showed up there in Hollow Bastion without his memory okay. so he showed up there became an apprentice of Ansem the Wise at some point he got rid of Ansem the Wise as what was also said in that flashback whether that means he's dead or just like deposed him in some way and then secretly to the public started calling himself Ansem. Mm. And then at some point became split into a heartless and a nobody. And his heartless was Ansem Seeker of Darkness, the bad guy from the first game. Okay. And his nobody is Xemnas. So he like killed his mentor, took on his personality and then, or took on his like persona name, whatever, and then split into two. Yes. Okay. So, 
And some Seeker of Darkness, uh, Zimnus, are all Apprentice Xehanort's Heartless and Nobody. Yes. Yeah. And some Seeker of Darkness, the Heartless, and Zemnis, the leader of Organization 13, is the Nobody. They really be doing the most in every form. That's what yeah. I'm hearing. I, uh... What is Axel doing? Is Axel a good guy? Is Axel a bad guy? Is Axel working his own agenda? What is Axel's business? I know the answer. Uh, Axel we were told, is the best boy. We were kind of told that um, last time when we first met Syax, he said that Axel was now not working with the organization. So he's doing okay. his own thing. Um, you know... Axel's a cool character, but a lot of people, myself somewhat included, have some issues with him because in this game, although his intentions are just, I really want my friend Roxas back, so I must turn Sora into a Heartless, he goes about it by, you know, like kidnapping Kyrie and doing some other shit that's just not great. He does some not great things. Okay. You know, though, respect. You got to go for what you want. And um, so my big question, and you might have talked about this and I might have completely missed it. Where's Riku? When is Riku coming back? I can't tell you that yet. Are you going to avoid eye contact like fucking Mickey? Yes. Hmm. This is why. This is why Darylise drew you as Mickey. This is why. Darylise drew you as Mickey. You see, Cronus, I can't tell you that right now. I'll beat Mickey up. <laughs> I don't I, have it any... would spoil it. I'll say you'll figure it out next time. You'll okay. you'll learn a lot. And honestly, are they going to tell us why he's blindfolded? No, not for a while. Mm. Uh, he's the biggest nobody of them all. I mean that's true, uh, but <laughs> we aren't go- we we really aren't there yet. He's just Gojo from uh Jujutsu no, Kaisen. He has a reason, but it's kind of weird. But we'll get there eventually. Is it so he like is it like a is it, Riku was the one who could smell darkness, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is it just he can just take in darkness and all of his senses? They never they never talk about smelling darkness again. I really, truly think it was a a translation error in Chain of Memories. I think it was supposed to be a sensing darkness, like feeling it. Like I but, feel it. Yeah. No, but they, they said it but is they out went there. Sent. They said it, and they never say it again. I'll tell you that now. Oh, but my, my theory is, is that he can just take in the darkness with all of his senses. He Cut can off his sight it. so that he can he smell can it so much it. better. He can hear it. He just, he can touch it. And so he's like, ugh, the darkness is ugly. I don't want to see it. So he covers his eyes because he's like, ugh, you smell weird. You look weird. You hear weird. You feel weird. But one of them, I can stop. I I thought you were going to say that he was like taking away his sight to try and increase his other senses (laughs) that he could use to sense darkness. No, I think it's because the darkness is ugly. In a manner of speaking, you're not entirely wrong. <laughs> but, I mean, your premise is wrong, but that last sentence you said is kind of not wrong. 
that darkness is ugly. Yeah, in a way of, in a manner of speaking, that's how he feels. Well, I mean, he's got some Does personal like trauma and PTSD ugly? associated with darkness, so I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely valid. Riku supporters in the club. I'll I say we won't get like 100% confirmation, but we'll get some like the heaviest implications they can give us telling us who Riku like where Riku's been and I'll go ahead and say we've seen him a couple times I'll say does Riku oh, die? God. is Riku dead? no not dead, I promise does he die? I <clears throat> oh <laughs> you see the thing about that Sora god you know if Riku no. dies, I'm leaving the podcast. No good guys die. No leaving. good guys die in this game. It's fine. In this game? In this game? This is like yeah. two out of 308 or whatever. 14. All, all numbered in incorrect formats where number 14 is actually game one, and it's all just Star Wars or whatever. Ah. We don't get to okay. Star Wars for a while. What? I'm kidding. Um, Cronus is, I wish everyone could have seen Cronus's face. Cronus was like, <laughs> you did not. Like, you threatened Cronus's entire integrity of their bloodline by implying that we might go to Star Wars. I don't know anything about Star Wars. I've never seen it. The only, um, like, Star Wars thing. There's a couple themes that are similar to Star Wars at one point. And there is uh, Mark Hamill, the guy that plays Luke Skywalker, does voice a character in some later games. I will say, I did think of Star Wars earlier. Um, I don't remember exactly what was happening, but something about, something about like the Keyblade Warriors or whatever. And I was like, it's just like Jedi. You haven't fought Jedi for a while. But then I was like, I don't know what that means. I shouldn't make references I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. No. That, that, that parallel can be drawn there. Um, good because I really put my entire being out there with that one. <laughs> I love so, it. So, what do you mean we've seen Riku around? Is um, we've seen lots okay. of cloaked dudes and not heard them talk several times. Oh, maybe God, Riku's one of them. He's hidden in the background. Do we? I mean, in intel. There was, there was a cloaked figure that helped Kyrie escape from Axel the first time he tried to kidnap her. Um, I just the fact though that Mickey is obviously just left him somewhere bothers me. Mickey should not be in charge of children. There's a to be fair, I'll, I'll spoil one thing. Mickey was told by Riku to not tell Sora what's going on with Riku because Riku doesn't want Sora to see him right now, like specifically was like, bruh, yes, oh god. Mickey, Mickey is is respecting Riku's boundary here. I I totally okay. understand why it feels wrong, but Riku did ask him to not well, not I bring mean, it up. To be fair, to be fair, I have no problem with Mickey respecting that Riku does not want his information shared with you know his friend, but he still left him somewhere. Uh, yeah, on yeah, what everyone Mickey consenting. Work for Facebook. Everyone's consenting in this situation. I just really think that all of these children are fun. There's too much pressure being put on children in this whole series. Always. 
Always. And in every fictional series ever. And two, the adults are never responsible. They're just like, you have a big destiny, so why don't you go out there and do it? I mean, it Minnie seems me. responsible, at least. Minnie would have never left the children alone like this. She might be evil, but Maleficent seems responsible. I mean, she just saved Sora. See, but Maleficent is only evil out of circumstance. We had that yes. whole talk. Yes. I mean, in her story, yeah, but in Kingdom Hearts, she just um, kind of wants to rule everything. I'm just saying. I think everything a, would be better under. She wants to be a totalitarian way. ruler. How do we know that it would like? How do we know that it would be a bad thing though? It'd probably be more fair. Just saying. Well, there should be an option to know and see a debate between Ansem, uh, or Zimnis, whoever, Maleficent. King Mickey, I think we need to hear all facts from each side and hear their stances on things because apparently the way things are is not working because people are unhappy and everyone's opinion should be heard. I agree. Darlis, that was beautiful. Thank we you. Need I'm an, so tired. We need an election. <laughs> it was a beautiful sentence. Okay. But Next she, she's trying to rule with Heartless as her, like, secret police, basically. Like, okay, she's got uh, this... like, it works in Night Vale. Has she had... <laughs> You're right. Any, has she had any other options, though? Because she's the bad guy in her story, so who's to say she can't get people to help her or work for her? So she's gone with the option that she could to get where she needs to be. I still don't see how we know for a fact it'd be a bad thing to live under Maleficent's saw... rule. I saw a quote on Facebook that I really like where it's like, to change the world, you have to work with what you have. And what, what if Heartless are all that she have right now, has right now? That would imply that she has a lot of darkness in her heart, so probably a lot of bad intentions. Or she has I darkness feel... in her heart. She was, uh, she was made the bad guy by an oppressive ruling class who didn't invite her. I feel like darkness is given a bad rap when really nothing's black and white and now darkness is actually comforting. See, that's a sentiment I agree with. And I actually think that, well, I did, I used to think now I, it's kind of grayer. I used to think that like the next arc of kingdom hearts, like not from where we are, but from where the games are right now will kind of lead with some, people on the side of light being the bad guys. I really hope they do, because I'm getting sick of this darkness getting a bad rap. Well, better get used to it for a while. Fuck <laughs> up. And even then, uh, it's getting grayer because of some stuff. Redacted, redacted. Uh, all I know is that I want to become the virus that rewrites reality. Somebody will understand that. Yeah, not me. Um... Yeah. Don't worry, we just have to get through like Kingdom Hearts 38 and then Kingdom Hearts 4 and then Kingdom Hearts 16 and then Kingdom Hearts 1002 <laughs> and then Kingdom Hearts 1 and then Kingdom Hearts 1.5 or some bullshit. I'm not over Well, actually, it. Not <laughs> you want to talk about you want to talk about the points like the 1.5? <laughs> when they did when they did the final mixes in America, they published them as the 1.5 final mix. So that had Kingdom Hearts 1 uh, Chain of Memories and uh, the game that comes out after Kingdom Hearts 2 but takes place uh, during Chain of Memories 
then doing that year on that disc. And then there was a 2.5, which includes Kingdom Hearts 2 and the two games following it other than the other one. And then there's 2.8. <laughs> and then at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 3, they pull a real funny goof. And that's all I'm going to say. I have four points. Four thoughts. Mm -hmm. One, that's not all you're going to say. It'll never stop. I know. Two, that's why I, I made a podcast. Guys... <laughs> exactly. Brings me to number two. I wish you guys could see the enthusiasm and the light on Austin's face. I love three, the talking of hearts. I, three, I feel like I watched Cronus's soul leave their body throughout that. They look <laughs> so done. And four, I wanted to tell you, Austin, did you know I think about Kingdom Hearts every morning, Monday through Friday, minimum? Yes. Because of your post-it note at work? Uh, so maybe twice a day, given that, but not because of that. Something you don't even know about. Hmm. And I think that you're poisoning my mind. What is it? <laughs> so every morning, uh, tiny bit of context i'm a coordinator on a production type environment workplace uh paper very important anyway um and so every morning i write in my little notebook compulsively about what everyone's gonna do that day and where our like numbers are at because we have goals we have to meet blah 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 and we have a monthly number like a big number for the month that we have to make and i divide that number by how many working days we have and i write down like okay we need seven thousand and i put slash like say there's 15 days left and i put 15 and under it i write days so i have this weird pathway in my head every morning that i'm like 15 over or i'm like seven thousand over 15 days and it makes me think of the fucked up game title 358 over two days thank you every That's the morning next game. every single morning without fucking fail i think about that and i'm like i wonder if this could be the next title of a kingdom hearts game and then i'm, I'm like, not gonna lie not gonna lie 358 okay. over two days when we were doing a playthrough with austin was my favorite game it's an incredible I like, story. I feel like I remember enjoying it thoroughly. It was really good. Hearing it like it's the first time again. I think I've explained <laughs> it on the podcast before. I don't mind saying it again. It's Roxas's story from the oh, moment yeah. that, that Sora made himself a heartless in Kingdom Hearts 1 when Roxas was born till Kingdom Hearts 2 starts. <gasps> so is that the redacted trio? Yes. Storyline. Oh, I also adored that game. I cannot fucking wait. I loved that game. Mind. I fell in love with Roxas during that game. Oh my god, I love him. That's where my love for Redacted comes from. My mad yeah. love for Redacted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And mad love for other Redacted. I love. I love them. Yeah. They're good Redacteds. Cronus looks dead inside. Yeah, they're still not over the whole fucking Star Wars and naming conventions thing. Cronus, do you want me to make it worse? When they oh re-released re the 1.5 and 2.5 for like newer consoles, like when they came to PS4 and then eventually PC and stuff, mm -hmm. 
they combined the 1.5 and the 2.5 things into the 1.5 plus 2.5 Kingdom Hearts final remix. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's the actual name. Let me move my stuff on my uh, screen and I'll read it right off of my desktop. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 remix. Jesus. And that's the official name of the game. But it has eight games, in, or six games inside of it. Hate this series. <laughs> now I, I hope just... Sora dies. Oh, <gasps> how rude. How rude. You'll get your wish. Anyway. What? What? Excuse me? Our intro and outro song is dearly reminded by Iono Ultra. You can find his Bandcamp link in the show notes. You can also find a link to our Discord server on the show notes. But that's all for us this week. Discord. You Bye. can type petitions in the Discord. Bye. 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 but I have to go grab it real quick. Just a sec. How dare you not have it ready to go, Austin? I know. The audacity. Bad.